This is Ethan, and I'm here with Dave, and together we are Dave and Ethan's 2,000-inch Weird Al podcast, episode 24-inch. On this episode, we discuss our favorite songs on UHF with UH Jeff. It's Dave and Ethan's 2,000-inch Weird Al podcast. It's a podcast about Weird Al. It's Dave and Ethan's 2,000-inch Weird Al podcast. Seriously, the whole podcast is about Weird Al. You don't have to listen, but we're glad you are. Dave, it's been a while since we've had some controversy on the podcast. <laughs> <laughs> Our top five lists are always so controversial. <laughs> and, you know, as of this recording here, we've recorded three top five lists. But so far, we've only put one out. And we just know that people are going to go crazy when they hear our top five UHF songs. <laughs> you know, I can already see the angry emails, the angry phone calls, and it's going to be hilarious. Did you remember last time we did the Dare to be Stupid top five? And not too long after we put that out, we saw JW and he came up to us and he's like, why wasn't I want a new duck on your list? Like He was, <laughs> he was just like furious. And he talks about it in the interview we did with him. <laughs> <laughs> I still get flack at home from Jackie because I do not have Dare to be Stupid on my list. <laughs> <laughs> I get flack for it not being on your list. <laughs> People will be like, oh, and you guys didn't have Dare to be Stupid. I'll be like, uh, actually, it was my number one. It, Dave didn't have it on his list. <laughs> I fought for it. I got it on the list. <laughs> it but, made the final top five, it right? Did, so. It did. That counts, I think. This was a, a couple months ago that we recorded this with UH Jeff. This was actually before the podcast launched. We were so excited to talk to UH Jeff. We wanted to get this recorded. And we've been sitting on it for a couple months, as we said. But there is some stuff in here that I have not been able to wait for people to hear it. <laughs> <laughs> Jeff Nucera, also known as UH Jeff, he's the ultimate Weird Al super fan. Not only does he have an amazing priceless collection, he also wrote over 4,000 trivia questions and answers for Weird Al Jeopardy, and he's working on a Weird Al documentary. And most notably, Dave, he is known for being the guest on episode 3-inch of Dave and Ethan's 2000-inch Weird Al podcast. That is probably the highlight of his life. <laughs> it was all building up to that. And now he's also the guest on... Episode 24 inch, our two foot show. Two feet. I can't believe we made it two feet already. We love Jeff so much. We always happy to have him on our episodes. Totally. And there was one thing that came up in this episode that Dave, you and I have kind of been teasing and using as an inside joke for months. And we've just been waiting for this episode to come out so people can join in on the fun. And I won't spoil it, but <laughs> let's just say we have big plans for <laughs> this hashtag we created. <laughs> I love this hashtag. It's just so much fun. <laughs> <laughs> so you have to listen closely. I, I mean, you don't have to listen too closely. <laughs> I think we'll, you know, beat it over your head a little bit, but <laughs> it's in there. And like we said the controversy is going to be ripe on this one. People are going to really disagree. And I can't wait to hear what people think should be in the top five. And I expect most people will agree with everything I say. <laughs> they should agree with everything we say. If they don't, they're just wrong. Right. <laughs> and I know we explain it, but this is our definitive top five. So we, the three of us had to agree on it. And 
I think you and I were expecting maybe a 20 minute conversation and (laughs) (laughs) it it was a little harder with uh, adding a third person in and I can't wait for people to check that out. So without further ado, here is myself, Dave and UH Jeff discussing and coming up with definitive top five songs on UHF. For this next segment, Dave and I figured that we would come back and do another top five, a definitive top five, this time of the UHF soundtrack. The the album, full title, UHF Original Motion Picture Soundtrack and Other (laughs) Stuff, which was Al's sixth studio album, released July 18th, 1989. And this was kind of one of those weird ones that kind of... it got lost in the shuffle because like they never really knew where to put it they never knew to put it under you know the soundtrack or put it in with the owl stuff it is a good album but it is kind of you know one of those ones that that maybe not everybody has in their collection or has has even had a chance to hear so it's a very interesting album and for it we actually um, decided we would bring in a very special guest an expert on the album our friend uh jeff himself Oh, hi. Hey, Jeff. Hello. How's it going? Great. Thanks for joining us, UH Jeff. So what we're kind of going to do for this segment is we're going to kind of just go through. We we each came uh, prepared with a top five list that of songs on the album ranked from five to one and up to maybe three honorable mentions or so we haven't seen each other's lists so we don't know what's coming but we're gonna we're gonna go through and we're gonna kind of rank the songs how we want them and we're gonna t- give you a little bit of background on why we kind of feel that way and then at the end we're gonna come up with a definitive top five list that all of us have to agree on before this segment ends so <laughs> this could be a seven hour show it, this, it this could, be. could be a seven hour show it, it'll be like a hung jury we we literally cannot leave this podcast until that's right we literally cannot leave and and after after three hours we start cutting off uh, bathroom breaks that's and right. um and food breaks so and if we don't get done by the end of the night then we each have to stay in a, a motel and uh have no yeah. contact yeah. with the yeah. outside world until tomorrow yes you, yes just like they're electing a new pope you know uh, we've been very, sequestered very similar rules all right well i don't know how what order we want to do this but i, I think i think since jeff is our very special guest we're going to ask him, Jeff, what is number five on your list for UHF, Original Motion Picture Soundtrack, and other stuff? <laughs> well, uh, it's part of the Original Motion Picture Soundtrack. My number five is Spatula City. Oh. Does this count? Oh, okay, yeah. It's a track. <laughs> it's a track. It's a track. It's, it is a track, and it's one of the things I like about this album is that we get, you know, we, we get into a little bit of, of sketch almost, yeah. uh, which we don't get in, in any other album. Um, and I love Spatula City. That jingle alone, I would listen to on repeat forever if I could. There's no actual Weird Al in the in the song, though, right? That is true. I assume he wrote the uh, the jingle, right? Though. Right. But we don't actually hear him <laughs> singing, so that's a very controversial choice, Jeff. No, you're right, and I stand <laughs> yeah. by it. <laughs> yeah, and that and that one actually made made my honorable mention list. So I'm glad you brought it up. It, it, yes, it was one of those ones where it's kind of like it, it was uh, not really a song; it's more of a skit, you know. But what what's really kind of cool about it, it's probably one of the most popular Weird Al skits, right? Because I got to ask you, you know, how many times has somebody sent a spatula to close personal friends of that? Yes. Right. Countless, so, countless spatulas yeah. have gone, <laughs> gone into that mailbox. <laughs> Yeah, it is one. I mean, spatulas, um, they've come up here and there in Al songs, but really Spatula City is where it got started. And it is just such a prominent part of Weird Al lore that all fans know that if you see a spatula, you're going to think of Weird Al. 
So it's a good choice. Yeah, it's so iconic. Didn't make my list, but it's a good choice, Jeff. (laughs) (laughs) We're fighting already. (laughs) All right. Why don't you go, Dave? Okay, sure. So my number five is also a track from the uh, actual movie itself. But but this one's probably more known because it's played at the beginning of pretty much every concert, almost every concert, right? (laughs) Yeah. So, and this is also probably, I think this is only Al's only really instrumental song that he's kind of released. And of course, that's Fun Zone. Fun Zone. I love me some Fun Zone. Well, there is lyrics, Dave. Let's, you know, it's not a full true instrumental. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, if you kind of count that mumbling and the haze. Yeah, I count. I think it was really intended to be an instrumental. (laughs) Yeah, yeah. No, that's a great choice. I mean, I love fun zone it made my honorable mentions because i really just i love it so much and it 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 gets you so pumped at the beginning of a show and and getting to see them perform it live a couple times on the ill-advised vanity tour was amazing it was so good as good as it is so good on the album and in the film it is just so much better live i really hope we get to see it with the strings attached to her with a full orchestra yeah that that first note is just so like great and like it, it just pumps you up. It's, it's on my list somewhere as well. Ah, all right. We got a good uh, contender here. A yeah. All right. My number five is a parody. She drives like crazy. <laughs> okay. Actually, why, why don't you let us know? Why is that on your list, Ethan? Oh, <laughs> yes, Ethan, why? Is it not on your list? <laughs> It's it it's um <laughs> it's it's on my sheet of paper. <laughs> <laughs> I love this song. Not on my list. I have always heard the the choruses of this song is Al singing like Kermit the Frog, which I love. <laughs> and that this weird thing happened. I thought that this was a parody because the Muppets did a cover of "She Drives Me Crazy," and I never had heard the original original. I'd only heard the Muppets one, and I never did any research into it, so I always assumed that Al was parodying a Muppets song, and that's why he does the Kermit voice, but upon further research, it turns out that, in fact, the Muppets cover came out after Al's parody, so I think that Al influenced the Muppets with She Drives Like Crazy. That is a valid theory. I think it's a ridiculous song. And it seems a little crowbarry, and I just I love that part of it. Yeah, and, <laughs> and just to be clear, it is a parody of "She Drives Me Crazy" by Fine Young Cannibals, not by the Muppets. Right. Um. <laughs> I just I love the song. It's just it's fun when I sing it to myself. I get to do silly voices. It's just it's a fun song. So that's why it beat out eight other tracks. It's one of Al's few non-polka songs. I think that has like sound effects in it, right? Other yeah. than, like, Trapped in the Drive-Thru, I think is the only one I can hmm. think of off the top of my head. In 1990, I turned 16 years old, and that's when, in New Jersey, you can get yourself a learner's permit. So, <laughs> right about the time that, you know, I had this, this cassette playing in my in my uh, my parents' car as I'm learning, you know, how to drive, <laughs> this, this song would come on, and I would sometimes have to, you know, stop and be like, where are there really sirens, you know, going on? <laughs> am I really am I driving or is it because of the song? Are people screaming? Are the honks and the car noises, you know, screeches? Is that because of me or is that because of the song? <laughs> so, Al does a nice have a reaching for that those high notes though in in the in the stanzas. 
good for him. Yeah, and <laughs> what's kind of, yeah, what's kind of also interesting about this song to me is that for me now after talking to Ethan, it sounds he sounds like Al's trying to mimic Kermit, but uh, for me, like this never really sounded like Al singing to me because of you know the high voice from the, the lead singer, uh, his name is Roland Gift uh, in Fine Young Cannibals, each uh, an English band. And he's just just when you listen to the original, you can kind of he sings in that voice. And that's obviously what Al was going for. But to yeah. me, it this just never really sounded like Al was singing it, you know, but himself. he was. <laughs> and that's oh, I why I like was. it. I just like it. How bizarre of a song it is. What you don't like is what I do like. So that's what I'm trying to say is I understand that there's no way you guys are going to let me keep this in the top five. But <laughs> I, I mean, there are funny it. jokes in it. It's it's a <laughs> there are funny lines. I know. I got your license from Cracker Jacks, right? Yeah. <laughs> did, did a great figure eight in the middle of the interstate. Yeah, you know, those, even are the those are the two. Those are the two. Yeah, it's it's uh it's it's my fifth favorite on the album. So uh, okay, cool. <laughs> well, why don't you try to redeem yourself? With okay. Your number four. Okay. <laughs> number four. It's another parody. Spam. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Is that? I can get behind that. Okay, yeah, more respect for that one. For me as well, yes. I really like the food songs, of course. You know, food album. I know it wasn't uh, Al's favorite thing to put out these compilations, but as a kid, it was so much fun to listen to all the food songs. And Spam is just, it's so funny. And I feel like it definitely became like a pop culture thing from Monty Python. And I think partially because of Al's song, Spam. Um, I've always loved the imagery in the song. I, and I, I have to admit, until a couple years ago, I always thought this was an original. I'd never heard <laughs> the song at parodies. <laughs> oh, wow. And so yeah. you can imagine my like utter shock when I hear the original. I'm just like, what? <laughs> like I had, I was so blown away. But it's, it's such a, a fun, bizarre song. It is fun, and Al the band did a really great job recreating the REM yes sound in this one. It's it's a I, I do love this song, and I scream along with it every, every time I hear it. <laughs> I like kind of towards the end when he's kind of moaning the the chorus, ham and pork, like he's clearly <laughs> perishing from <Right>. it all. <laughs> Yeah, right. Yeah, and if, if you kind of look at, and of course, there's a parody of Stan by R.E.M. If you kind of like listen to the original song, it's kind of like all over the place, kind of like what, what Al is. You know, it's just a fun, fun song. Um, and so it's kind of like, you know, the, you know, like the, the tab is there to open the can, the can is there to open the can. That's, that's very reminiscent of the original song. You know, so, so uh, it's definitely, uh, yeah, def like I said, it made my honorable mention. So I think that's a good, a good choice there. All right. Thank yeah. you. Thank you. <laughs> All right, Dave, how about you give us your number four? Sure. Um, my number four, um, also a parody, um, also from the movie itself. So I haven't hit any of the and other stuff yet. Um, <laughs> but uh, but this one is is the, the parody with the really weird title, Money for Nothing slash Beverly Hillbilly Disasters. <laughs> yes. <laughs> <laughs> And of course, um, that that really silly name came, you know, from uh, from you know Alan and lawyers and all that kind of stuff. And I don't know if Al was ever really ever happy with that name, but uh, but that's what was on the album. That's what stuck. Um, but of course, this is a parody of uh, "Money for Nothing" by Dire Straits, and um, it also kind of uses the lyrics from the Ballad of Jed Clampett by Flat and Scruggs, which was originally <laughs> going to be our podcast name before yes. we settled on. Dave and Ethan's 2000 Inch Weird Al podcast. It was going to be Flat and Scruggs 2000 Inch Weird Al podcast. 
we we ended up changing our our names uh, legally yeah. to Dave and Ethan. To that's fair. That's, fit with that the was podcast. A, that was a commitment. <laughs> right. So, so what I kind of like about this is is I really like um, how how uh, the, the build in the beginning in the original uh, the, the Money for Nothing song. Of course, the build is I want my MTV. And in this one, of course, it's Beverly, Beverly Hillbillies. <laughs> I like the fact that Dow got Dire Straits uh, guitar player, Mark Knopfler, and the keyboard player, Guy Fletcher, to play on it, which is probably one of the first times that he's had, like, an, the original artist actually play on it. Yeah, yeah I think so, yeah. It's not, not the first time that Al's ever kind of done this little thing where he, he takes the lyrics from a TV show and kind of <laughs> and, uh, and sings, it, sings it to you know, a different theme. Um, he actually did that once before with uh, with uh, Beverly Hillbillies as well, but he played it over uh, Michi, you know, by the Rolling Stones. Um, and it was like a concert-only song uh, way back when Al first starting out. And even um, earlier, he kind of did a, something similar like that in Brady Bunch. Mm-hmm. Um, one of the other really cool things I love about it is I love the music video and the, just the the quick and frequent, you know, camera changes and the neon instruments and how true so they funny. are. Yeah. Yeah. No, he, they did a great job. Again, this is one of those things where it's honorable mention for me. Um, but I, I love the concept that money for nothing is tied into, you know, Jed Clampett striking oil, just, you know, <laughs> right. uh, and it's, and it's great. It's, it's, I think it's one of those happy accidents that like happened so often in Al's career where I know he originally wanted this to be a, uh, a Prince parody of let's go crazy. Right. And, and I, you know, he sings a little bit of it on the uh, UHF commentary, the DVD commentary. And I just think that this was for the best, you know, this, this, this version of this song is for the best. Uh, it's so much funnier. Um, uh, Al doesn't add a whole lot to the song. You know, it, it is basically just the, the theme song mm-hmm. from um, Beverly Hillbillies. Um just set to a different tune, which, which is, you know, it's, it works. It's funny. Um, and I like it, but it's not in my top five. Sorry. <laughs> it is in my top five. Um, but I did cool. want to add a, um, a fun fact, uh, Jeff, you wouldn't know this cause it hasn't aired yet, but, uh, in our interview with Jim West, uh, we talk about this song and he right. actually recorded his, um, guitar part before Mark signed on to do it. So they ended up removing Jim's part and adding Mark's part. Um, so I, I told him, the nerve. I told him like, Jim, I want to hear the Jim West version of it. So he, you know, he, now he wants to do it. So hopefully he'll track it down and we'll get to hear it one day. Oh, that'd be great. Yeah. And the other little tidbit that, that, that Jim gave us is that Jim, you know, would play the song true to what was on the, the album, you know, the original uh, album, the Dire Straits album, which, you know, he, he often does. Um, sure. Because I want him to play as true as possible to the original album. And when Mark uh, Knopfler had come in and, and done his piece, he had been playing the song for many years and, and it was, it was a little looser. So it doesn't even, it didn't even, so Jim's was actually more accurate yeah. <laughs> to the actual album itself than Mark's, but they ended up using Mark because it was Mark. Right. <laughs> yeah, that's fair. <laughs> All right. Well, Jeff, I think we need your number four. My number four is uh, Fun Zone. You know, we talked about it, you know, but uh, yep. I just, you know, it's just so fun. Did you guys ever watch Welcome to the Fun Zone? No. The, the, I don't think I've, I've I've had the opportunity to see that yet. It's on it's on YouTube and it is uh, it's fascinating. It's 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 the pilot that this song was originally written for, um, and then not used, uh, I guess, to 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 uh, 
you know, bank error in our favor, I suppose. Yeah. <laughs> um, <laughs> but yeah, it's pretty intense, pretty weird. It's, it's like Jay Levy wrote and I maybe directed. And I think it's his finest work next to Gandhi too. <laughs> I can't wait to see it. <laughs> I'm going to definitely check that out. Um, just because it's already been said, I'm going to come in with my number three first. And that is Money for Nothing slash Beverly Hillbillies asterisk. Nice. <laughs> okay. I, I believe the asterisk fell off for the reissue in the box set. It wasn't even on the original uh, CD itself, I believe. It is definitely on my uh, squeeze box. Oh, it is. It is. It is. Huh? Yeah. Okay. Okay. Yeah. I, I, it's kind of. Yeah. It's kind of. I think it was maybe more more of a legal thing than an actual you know title itself. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So uh, we we got Ethan's. Um, let me. I'll do my uh, number three because that's also uh, again from the movie. Um, and, and this one is is. Uh, I'm going to spend more time talking about this than the actual length of the song <laughs> itself. <laughs> Actually, there's not really too much to say because basically, but but it is. Let me be your hog. <laughs> Um, <laughs> I can't believe that made number three on your list. <laughs> that's, that's that's amazing. All right, <laughs> oh, I kind of love it because it was it's an original that was kind of written specifically for that scene. You know where, where uh, Uncle Harvey's in the pool, you know, and UHF, and it's just it's so random. It's it's just it just makes me laugh every time I hear you know the record skip and then kind of the oink 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 you know. <laughs> It's, it's only like 18 seconds, but 18 seconds of fun. You know, I, I just really like it. And I really enjoyed like um, getting to hear it, you know, perform live, you know, it's just, it's just, it's just, for me, it's just a fun song. So that's why I made my number three. Well, just, just to defend myself for a second, awesome. uh, at least my pick that you guys didn't agree with was number five. I didn't put it number three. <laughs> <laughs> No, uh, let me be your hog. It definitely it made my honorable mentions. It's just I agree. It's such a fun song, and it really was elevated for me um, when Al would play it on the last tour, uh, where he would, um, you know, he would go into this long speech about how you know it's it's offensive, and, and you know he just wants to play it, and, and the the reasons he wrote it, and then it's <laughs> let me be your. Hog. <laughs> it was a lot of fun to hear that live. I. I believe. Do you guys know what the what the original song was supposed to be? And that Uncle Harvey. I do. I do know that. Of course, you do, Dave Rossi. It was Kung Fu Fighting. Correct. Yeah. I didn't know that. That's amazing. And I guess right, Al like probably he couldn't get the rights to it if if I remember correctly. Yeah, I think it's very expensive or or something. Yeah, surprisingly, (laughs) I think that worked out again. Another another bank error in our favor. Yeah, another happy accident. Yes, I think that worked out well for us because again, I I would otherwise I'd have Kung Fu Fighting as my number three song. You know, (laughs) (laughs) I need to I need to share a, a personal fun fact. The first ever album that I owned was Pure Funk Volume One. And I bought it because I wanted to have the song Kung Fu Fighting, which was like it was on an infomercial that I would always see. It was like before Weird Al, the first album I owned was was to have that song. And I would listen to it um, when we'd visit my grandparents. Um, it was a two and a half hour drive. And I would sit in the car with my CD player and I would just I would say, okay, I just have to listen to Kung Fu Fighting 17 more times in a row, and then we'll be at Grandma's house. No lie. 
<laughs> what infomercial was featuring Kung Fu Fighting, by the way? The, the pure funk infomercial. <laughs> oh, oh, gotcha. Okay. <laughs> All right. That's why that's why Al couldn't afford the song because Ethan had had purchased all the. <laughs> that's right. They're like, man, this is getting so many plays. They're like, man, this thing is getting played all the time. We gotta up the price. All right, Jeff. Number three. Number three for me, also from the UHF soundtrack portion of the soundtrack, is UHF. UHF. Oh wow! I'm surprised that that wasn't your number one. <laughs> <laughs> I have some. I have some other extra heavy contenders up there, um, but UHF. I, I love the song. Uh, you know, I I specifically love the version that plays over the end credits of the movie. Um, you know, the, the album version kind of fades away, but in the, in the film itself, there's, there's like this little flourish and, and an actual ending to the song, which I, which I think is great. Um, you know, uh, it, it's such a cool song and it, it spoke directly to my like couch potato brain at age 13. I was like, yes, I just want to watch TV all day long and not do anything. And, uh, and I still behave that way as an adult. <laughs> <laughs> it's only gotten easier. I, you know, yeah, for sure. This is on my list. Uh, spoiler alert. Um, but mm-hmm. oh my God, it's such a, a great song and I, I don't want to be a broken record, but, um, hearing this live on the last tour was probably my favorite song to hear live for the first time. It, it was just, it was so great. Amazing. I, I can't believe he hadn't yeah. been touring with it as a staple, <laughs> you know, like as another fat or, or smells like right. Nirvana. It's, it's such a great song. Um, so yeah, it absolutely deserves to be on the top five. Yeah, de- definitely. I mean, it made my list too. Um, and it, it just, I mean, it was actually, I mean, this song was actually the inspiration for my, for the title of my website. Um, right. You know, I got the, I got the lyrics a little bit wrong, but um, I did that a little kind of intentionally because I didn't want to copy word for word. But uh, my website, of course, is we've got it all on UHF, which can be reached at weirdal.info. Um, <laughs> yes. <laughs> but yeah, so, so this song is for all like the same reasons, just, you know, you know, put away your homework, you know, prime time ain't no time to think, you know, it's just, it just really spoke to me as, you know, I'm just going to say, just be a couch potato basically. Yeah. Um, <laughs> and I love the, you... the yank reference. In yeah. There. Yank off the knob. Yeah. Right? <laughs> yeah. I also love like in the middle, he, he like goes into this like weird Southern character. Like we got to show you things you ain't ever seen. It's like, <laughs> who is that guy? Where did he come from? <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, and another thing I like about this song is that you know it's it's like and, and Jeff you alluded to it, it it's a long song it's like five minutes long yeah, yeah. You know, it's just it, it's just, and it and you know I guess he needed it to be to to go over the credits uh, the ending credits at least um, but yeah I just I just love it it's just, it's, it's for me it, it's definitely you know it's definitely one of my favorites and the video by the way like this is, the video oh. is is what I always imagined like a live action polka music video would would look like. <laughs> Yeah, right. We didn't even touch on the video, right? The video was just all the different, you know, throwbacks to all the the, the videos that were popular at the time. Yeah, those Absolutely. iconic. Yeah. yeah. Uh, I have a little fun fact here, a little personal fun fact. When I was cleaning out his garage a few years ago, uh, one of the things I was able to take home is the blue claymation car from the Peter Gabriel 
segment. Whoa. Uh, there's about 30 years of slime and grime on it. So <laughs> I really like need to clean it off, but it's, it's, it's uh, hanging out in my garage. That's amazing. <laughs> oh, so you got Al's car in your garage. Huh? Yeah, that's right. <laughs> Does that car drive like crazy? I'm just curious. Uh... <laughs> One of the things I, just, out of curiosity, are you guys? I'm sure you're. I'm sure Dave Rossi at least is aware. No offense, Ethan, but <laughs> but the you know Al Al's Prince parody in this video is so funny. Um, but do you know that Prince responded to it in one of his music videos by having a weird Al lookalike? I knew I, that. I did. Even I didn't know that. I knew that. Really? <laughs> wow. <laughs> <laughs> really? What? what? Oh, I didn't have to track that down. Okay. It was off of the uh, the Batman soundtrack. I think it was it was like a follow up to whatever the, the Bat Dance. It was a it, it was the 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 song from that album that was not a hit, which was called Party Man. <laughs> okay. um, and and about five minutes into the video, there's a Weird Al lookalike, and <laughs> and Prince uh, lights a cigar in his mouth and uh, and it explodes for all of our poor non-Al. It's like a pretty terrible <laughs> lookalike, but okay. like very clearly he's supposed to be Al. So very clearly, Prince was not happy with that, I guess. Yeah, it's like, how is this a feud, by the way? Like, it was so strange. And I remember right. very specifically, I remember Kurt Butler doing a story on MTV News about how that was going to happen. Like... <laughs> well, you've successfully offended me, Jeff. Thank you. <laughs> I apologize. I stand corrected. I'm All right. embarrassed, All right. frankly. Um, well, Jeff, why don't you give us your number two? My number two is uh, part of the other stuff on the UHF soundtrack, and it is one of B.B. King's favorite blues songs and one of mine, Generic Blues. Yes. Yeah, okay. This song, every line is so funny. It is Al at his finest. Every line has a punchline. It is so good. Uh, it's it's such a great satire of blues in general. And at the same time, it's a great blues song. It's just so, it kills me every time. I love it so much. I love it. Not enough to put it on my list, but I love it just the same. <laughs> Yeah, I mean, yeah, yeah, it's it's the same. Too. I mean, I, I love that song too, and, and it didn't quite make my list either. But it, it definitely is. Uh, it definitely, I, I definitely see where you're coming from with that one, there, Jeff. Um, you know, just some of my favorite lines just are in that song, and that's probably some of those Al's underappreciated lyrics. You know, just like my my brothers and sisters all hated me because I was an only child. You know, <laughs> I'd flush my daddy was a waitress. Yeah. I mean, come on. Yeah, right, my daddy was a waitress. My mom was a bathroom tile. You know? and, and and of course, the fact that you know he, he's so he's so down on himself, and then he's like, eh, maybe I'll just go bowling instead. <laughs> so good. He's gonna flush himself down the toilet, but right. just clog up the like. It's exactly. so good. That song also has a little bit of trivia that that I'm gonna put out there uh, for, or maybe Jeff, you know, but I'm gonna put out hey. um, for our listeners. <laughs> oh yeah, yeah. Sure. I, I won. <laughs> I won Jeopardy, <laughs> by the way, Mister. I lost on Jeopardy. <laughs> <laughs> and this bugs this bugs Jackie a lot because it's even in the per, in the permanent record booklet and uh, that Dr. Demento wrote and Al said it on the on the uh, Vanity tour um, before he performed the song several times and he said that BB King lists this song as one of his top ten favorite blues songs. Yeah. Right. Um, yeah. However, Jackie wants to know the citation for that. Where did BB King actually list that? 
and we've asked Al, and he's just like, oh, yeah, I, I kind of read it on the internet, you know? I don't remember where I found it. So, <laughs> so what we're looking for is other than, and, you know, and may, or maybe Dr. Demento or Jeff or, or Ethan, you know. But, Thank you. But what is the uh, – <laughs> not that we, we, we don't trust Al and Dr. Demento, but we just want to see some, some proof that somewhere where B.B. King is saying, you know, this song is on one of my top ten favorites. <laughs> if you're calling so many, shenanigans on Weird Al, I'm calling shenanigans on you. And guess I'm what? Not, I'm not I, removing it from my top five. So there. <laughs> I just want I just want to try to get some citation if it's true, and then I tend to think it is. We just want to see some proof of it. <laughs> if anybody knows, if anybody uh, knows or can track that down, please, you know. Uh, we're at 2000inch.com or, you know, at 2000inch everywhere. Let us know. We've been try trying to figure this out for years. We just want to put a citation to that. <laughs> <laughs> Sounds like you're doubting the almighty Al. <laughs> I'd like to go on record and say that I believe this is a true statement. And how dare you, Dave <laughs> All right. My number two is... It's the longest song on the album, the biggest ball of twine in Minnesota. Copy that. All right. What, did, what, what, what can I? What can't I say about this song? Uh, you know, the the first quote unquote long Weird Al song. It, it's just it's right. it's the it's the gift that keeps on giving. It's like uh, spatulas and spam. It's kind of a you know the twine ball is in the ethos of of Weird Al. It's just like when you hear the twine ball you don't think of minnesota you think of weird Al's song the biggest ball of twine in minnesota <laughs> yeah now I, I i've never actually been to the twine ball have either of you been no. to the twine ball i uh, have i've been i've been twice wow oh ooh. i went 20 years ago when i was moving to la i drove from philadelphia to los angeles and uh spent two days going out of our way to, to stop in darwin <laughs> um to and we picked up souvenir miniature balls of twine right. and <laughs> postcards that say greetings to the twine ball wish you were here um were the folks back home jealous they sure were <laughs> I, i'm jealous Me too. <laughs> and then i went last summer uh um with uh some of the titan nerdy ladies uh as part of the documentary that i'm cool. doing with them um and 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 the gift shop has expanded and there is cool. a museum for Francis A. Johnson's, uh, who created the Twine Ball, uh, his legacy is now this museum sort of attached to the Twine Ball Museum, uh, which is which is pretty wild and pretty great. Um, one of the last year when I was there, one of the volunteers was talking about how uh, you know she was like this sweeter, sweet old lady telling stories about how she and Al kept in touch for many years after his visit. Really? His picture is still on the wall from when he was there in the 90s. Oh, that's amazing. Uh, they, nice. There's a, there's a can of Diet Chocolate Soda uh, <laughs> on display Perfect. Behind, the, behind the register. I mean, they love that Al did this song and, they, and, and people still come to this day because of that song. And, and I think that the town thrives because of it. I can't imagine people going without being a weird Al fan like you know <laughs> <laughs> well, well yeah and, and that's kind of interesting i mean it's definitely a pilgrimage and ethan and we're we're gonna have to go we and jeff go. you're of course invited you know for your third trip out there um to, to go with us but we're definitely gonna have to make a, a road trip up to the to, to the twine ball at some point um 
but it's definitely it, it definitely is a pilgrimage um to you know for al fans you know kind of just like you you know one of the things that you know like every al fan kind of has to do like kind of like the you know elvis fans have to go to graceland you know al mm-hmm. fans kind of have to go to the twine ball <laughs> right. you know for sure yeah um, I, have, I have a philosophical question about this song you guys okay and, and and maybe i'm overthinking it maybe maybe and i'll admit that but here we go <laughs> if al starts off by saying he's got two weeks of vacation time after working all year done a big voice heating and plumbing yes then they drive straight through for three whole days and nights to get to the twine ball mm-hmm. they stay one night at the twine ball in and in the morning they're on their way home again presumably taking the same route three days and nights okay that's a week what did he do with his other week of vacation and where is that song? <laughs> oh, that's going to be the sequel. Wow. I want it. Wow. I want it so yeah. badly. <laughs> yeah. And, and um, I think I, I think I, I'm left here. So I'm, I'm going to say that that actually was my number two song as well. Ethan. Oh, uh, excellent. Yeah. And I really like about it is, you know, it, it's, it was really Al's first storytelling songs, you know, kind of, yeah. um, you know, along the lines of, you know, kind of other people had done kind of like, like a Harry Chapin or Gordon Lightfoot type. And I just, it, and it's really cool. Like that, you know, you kind of mentioned a little bit, like who would go, you know, who would go there if it wasn't for the song? Well, there's a, there's like a whole book, you know, uh, and I think Al got this from this book, the roadside America, right. which yeah. is just, which is just like, like these, little campy, you know, tourist, you know, stops that, you know, like the elvis Arama, you know, and, you know, the Bull Weevil yep. Monument and just all these yep. places that, like, you can't, you, like, you would never go, you know, I, on your own, but, like, if you were driving by, you probably would stop just because you're like, whoa, what is yeah. that, you know? And, so, and to this day, I look at, like, the Roadside America type of, there's, like, a website and, right. and I, I search for those kinds of places because of the song, really. It's like what what weird thing is in this town right. that I'm going to be in, and, and right. how can I get there? Yeah, I yeah. I totally agree with that. Like it, it's added like a a nostalgia for <laughs> those sort of things for me, even though I've never really visited, um, you know, any of the ones in the song. But it's like I I'm the same way. Like if I, I hear this town's famous because they have a big, you know, um or those muffler men or whatever or giant gorillas <laughs> right, like, right. i want to go visit that <laughs> yeah, yeah absolutely right yeah it's such a strange monument to like just nonsense you know i mean there's that that, that twine ball is giant and and what is it doing there <laughs> you know what what really what was going through his mind <laughs> yeah what really what changed and that, and that that part of the song kills me every time it's just like what was he trying to like who is he trying to impress like yes those are the things that are like why what's happening the thing that really blew my mind about this song came last year I, again uh, back to the um ill-advised vanity tour was when he introduced the song he introduced it not as the biggest ball of twine that lives in Minnesota. It's the biggest ball of twine in Minnesota because it's not the biggest ball of twine. It just Correct. happens to be the biggest ball of twine in Minnesota. And I never it, I never got that realization until hearing him say it live on stage. I yes, was like, there is oh my God. definitely at least one bigger <laughs> ball of twine. But this is, the, and, and the folks in Darwin will tell you, this is the biggest ball of twine made by one man. Right, yeah, that right. man is Francis A. Johnson. <laughs> yes. <laughs> that didn't fit in the song title though it was already a long time. correct <laughs> but it fits on the t-shirts just barely. yes <laughs> yep 
Yeah, my good friend, uh, who I'm sure you both know, Jeremy Samples, visited uh, yeah. last year, and I, I, I sent him a laundry list of uh, souvenirs that I needed to, to own. So that, <laughs> this is one of my all-time favorite shirts. This is my Twine oh, Ball Oh, yeah, shirt. yeah. Jeremy picked pick me up a Twine Ball shirt and a souvenir miniature <laughs> yes. ball of twine. And, it's and, great. Yeah, it, was, it definitely <laughs> So great. All right, I think it's time, guys. I think it's time for number one. All right, well, oh, before boy. before anyone reveals it, does anyone have a number one that hasn't been mentioned yet? I do not. My number one has been mentioned. Mine too. Okay. If there okay. if there was one of those, then I would have had us, you know, save that. You know, Jeff's our guest. Jeff, you give us your number one. Uh, well, we were just talking about it. My number one is the biggest ball of twine in Minnesota. Uh, I just, it's it's the perfect song. I remember. Yeah. Uh, the first tour I saw Al uh, on was was the Bad Hair tour, and this song was on the set list. And uh, I, the first time I went backstage, I thanked him for playing the song, and he said, "Oh, I, I added it to the set list because I heard it was your favorite." <laughs> and I'm certain it was not true, but it, but it was <laughs> such a nice thing to say, and I loved it so much. Oh, incredible! All right, um, <laughs> should I go or should you go, Dave? Yeah, well, uh, I'll I'll go because um, I my think we number have the one, same one. Yeah, my my. I'm uh, yeah, so mad at both of you already. Go ahead. No. <laughs> yeah, no, my number one, of course, you know the inspiration, you know, for my website, and of course the the theme song from the movie itself, UHS. Mine too. Mine too. Yeah. Uh, it's. I can't be mad at that. It's it's such a no, good song. It's you can't. it's. It's a great song. Yeah. Yeah. It, it's hard to beat. All right. Well, we we've gone through the list. We have some agreements. We have some disagreements. Uh, we do. Uh, we, we, have let, some, let, we have some violent disagreements. Yeah, by the way. yeah well, let's give a recap and make sure and make sure we, you know we we can uh, we get we uh, know what everyone's list is and make sure we got it accurate here. So for myself, my number five fun zone, my number four money for nothing Beverly Hillbillies asterisk, uh, my number three let me <laughs> let me be your hog, number two biggest ball of twine in Minnesota, and number one is UHF. Uh, my uh, top five in order from five. Uh, number five is She Drives Like Crazy. Spam, Money for Nothing slash Beverly Hillbillies Asterisk. The biggest <laughs> ball of twine in Minnesota at number two. And then number one, UHF. And mine, uh, Spatula City at number five. Fun Zone at four. Uh, UHF at three. Generic Blues at number two and it will never leave. And uh, <laughs> number one to me is the biggest ball of twine in Minnesota. So we... Okay, so at this point, we've, we've got our top five list, and we're going to try to, try to in, in some reasonable amount of time, um, put together... <laughs> I hope you guys brought snacks, because, because generic blues will not fall out of the top five today. I will not let it. All right, well, yeah. uh, I, think the, I think what we did before, uh, Dave, is we try to figure out what are our common grounds which ones right. do we all have so um we all have uhf on our top five yeah so yes i agree uhf is on there we all have biggest ball of twine yep um i don't think jeff you didn't have money for nothing did you i didn't it was in my uh honorable mentions okay. right and then you guys didn't have spam or she drives like crazy uh, no. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So okay. But Dave, Dave and I both have fun zone, right? Yeah, yeah, we have fun zone. Ethan, do you? Have fun I zone? did not have fun zone. So okay. I, what Got I it. suggest, because there are two that we have on our list, I think that UHF and Biggest Ball of Twine deserve to be in the top two because the three yeah. of us agree. I love that. 
Okay. So now, so now we just got Now we just have to figure out where it goes. <laughs> so Dave and I each had UHF as our number one. Where was your UHF? Here's, here, my UHF was number three, okay. and 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 here and Twineball was number one for me. And here is why Twineball was number one. Number one reason for that is uh, you get more Al for your dollar. <laughs> it's, it's such a long song. And number two, and, end of list. <laughs> <laughs> I could see an argument. I mean, I, I really, I had a little, I had some difficulty really trying to pick number one and number two because I could, yeah. was going back and forth. You know, I could really see an argument for either one of those being, an, a, you know, number one or number two. The first concert I went to uh, was in 1992 and Al didn't perform either one of those songs, but I definitely was hoping, you know, he would do the biggest ball twine in Minnesota. The first time I heard that, I, I think a conga line broke out, you know, while the song was being performed live. <laughs> yeah, I think uh, I was at that show. That was interesting. No way. Yeah, Red Bank, right? Uh, not Red Bank, yeah. Was it Red Bank? Was it Red Bank or was it New Brunswick? Was it New Brunswick? New Brunswick. Yeah, New Brunswick. New Brunswick. Yeah, Um, a conga line broke out, which I participated in and got yelled at by the by the. the, Yeah. Me too. (laughs) (laughs) So I mean, for me, I mean UHF. I I pulled the you know for my website, but I could see the argument either way. I I just love. I mean, Twineball is such a great epic tale. Of, of Americana and you know UHF also is <laughs> in a strange way a tale of Americana right just in a, in a lazier kind of way the lazy Americana you know uh, so yeah the, the the two of them I mean it, it's it's a it's a toss-up it's definitely yeah tough. I mean I'm fine with with putting with putting biggest ball of twine in Minnesota as number one I am fine with that as long as Beverly Hillbillies makes it on the list somewhere <laughs> Uh, I was I was gonna argue for let me be your hot. <laughs> you gotta pick your battles. No, I'm okay. I'm okay with uh, Twineball being number one as long as UHF is number two. Yeah, that's fair. Oh, yeah. Okay. okay. Yeah, I think money, I, I, I'm I'm definitely down with uh, money for nothing. I think getting on the the list as well. Yes, I'll support this. I'll I'll make this sacrifice. <laughs> Since I know I'm not going to convince you guys and she drives like crazy and spam, I just I need to pick my battles here. <laughs> All right. I mean, are we okay with uh, Money for Nothing, Beverly Hillbillies, Asterisk, as uh, number three? As our number three? I support uh, that. I, we... I, can, I can get behind that as number three, yeah. Okay. Okay, cool. This is, this is, is it above Fun Zone? I'm just going to ask the room. Yes. Uh, it is on my list. Okay. But, but again, again. <laughs> Uh, I could be convinced. Okay. I don't have an argument. Okay. <laughs> Good argument. Okay. Right, well so then. top three out of the way. We got two left. Um, I think we should just run through our list of songs that are not yet in the top five that were in our top five. Um, so for mine, it's Spam and She Drives Like Crazy. <laughs> You're probably not going to win that one. <laughs> I mean, for me, it, it's Fun Zone and Let Me Be Your Hog. Okay. I, I, I definitely would like to see, I mean, I, I, I'll, I'll concede Let Me Be Your Hog if you, if you guys give me Fun Zone. Well, Fun Zone's on your <laughs> list, right, uh, Jeff? Yeah. And Fun Zone's on my list as well, yeah. And was there any others um, on your list that didn't make it? Uh, Spatula City and Generic Blues, okay. which I uh, am very prepared <laughs> to fight to the well, I am. I'm very willing to uh, add Fun Zone. It made it in my honorable mentions, and believe me, getting four and five picked were really tough for me. So I'm I'm willing to put that in number four if you guys are good. All right. Okay. Cool. 
All right. That leaves us with number five. All right. Get ready, guys. <laughs> <Strap> in, boys. <laughs> okay, so you you guys aren't going to go with spam or she drives like crazy. Is that <laughs> is there any chance for me fighting for those? <laughs> or should I give uh, up and, and pick no, a different that, side? That is, that is, those are a pass. Those are a hard pass <laughs> okay. for me. I mean, you might you might have an argument with me for spam, but I don't know about you guys. Okay, okay. <laughs> yeah, I, would, I, would, I would concede that one. All and, right. and again, I love spam, and I respect yeah. spam as a choice. And all of the, uh, I mean, I respect every song on that get album. Get it out of the way. Every Weird Al song ever <laughs> has a place in my heart. So it's not, I mean, this is, this is where it gets tough. It's like, which one has a bigger place yeah. in our heart? Um, okay, yeah, so right. and the, and the good news is that these songs continue to exist after our discussion. Yes. So. <laughs> um, okay, so my vote is for spam. Uh, Dave, what is your vote for? Well, I mean, the only other one I have is "Let Me Be Your Hog." All right, and uh, <laughs> Jeff, your vote is for generic blues. My vote is for generic blues because every single line is hilarious. Oh man! All right, "Let, Let Me Be Your Hog" is super fun. It's great. It's high energy. But Generic Blues gives us really what we come to Al for. All right. Here, here, how about this? Uh, Jeff, if you will promise me that you will do some uh, serious research and try to figure out where it was that B.B. King <laughs> listed Generic Blues as his top 10 favorite blues song, I will fight on your side for number five to be Generic Blues. I can give you my word that I will do my research and find out an answer for you. Uh, that's good enough for me. Well, that leaves me because, see, I would – see, this is where it gets interesting, guys. Mm-hmm. If I were to drop spam and then only pick between generic blues and let me be your hog, I pick let me be your hog. Oh, really? I do. I may. I, may I ask why? You know, and then and then may I tell you you're wrong? <laughs> <laughs> yes and no. <laughs> no, I mean it's just it's such a ridiculous song, and where else would you hear let me be your hog but on a Weird Al album? But generic yeah. blues is so iconic it is good. as a as a as just a, a piece. And it's like there's more substance to it. I understand there's, that. There's more substance <laughs> and, and there's more There's more lyrics. <laughs> there's more thought in it. I mean, I think the Let Me Be Your Hog is grade A choice pig. But, <laughs> But the prize pig for me is generic blues. There, are, there are so many jokes and so many layers. Ethan, what about what about the uh, the guitar? Make it talk, son. You know, make it talk. Yeah. And then, okay, now now make it shut up. <laughs> All right, you convinced I mean, me. Where else? Where else do you? Get I'm fine with I'm fine with generic blues being okay. number five. It is a great song. It, it, you know, it's so hard. There's so many great songs on this album. It's hard to. It is. This is a it really is. difficult album. Yeah, this was a tough album. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, because at first I was like, oh, this is easy. And I picked my top three. And then I was like, oh, no. <laughs> how do I fill the last two spots? And you guys obviously don't agree with how I chose. But <laughs> I think I'm interested to hear everyone's uh, – oh, sorry. Let's, let's settle the top five. Okay. Yeah, let's, I think we did settle the top five. I think five. we did. So generic what I Blues. Have, what I have is, is, yeah, number five, Generic Blues. Number four, Fun Zone. Number three, Money for Nothing, Beverly Hillbillies, Asterisk. Number two, UHF. <laughs> And number one, the biggest ball of twine in Minnesota. I'm happy with that. I am. I'm yes. I'm very thrilled with this. Perfect. With how this went. Wow. 
All right. All right. Nice um, job. Pleasure everyone. doing business with you guys. <laughs> yeah, but but, what, but Jeff, was there anything on your uh, else on your honorable mention list that that you, that we haven't talked about yet? We have not talked about Isle Thing. Yes, that was on mine too. Oh. Okay, and and it's one of those songs like I sort of I just ignored it for years. I mean, when it was when it came out when it was new thirty years ago, I was like, all right, it's funny, <laughs> you know. Uh, today, this morning, I listened to Wild Thing by Tone Loke. Yeah. And then, and then immediately afterwards, listened to Isle Thing. And, and it really, it's the way it starts off as just like, it's, it's almost like another verse of Wild Thing, you know, <laughs> Tone Loke is singing all about these, like, these women he's meeting and, and hooking up with. And then Al, Al's song starts off the same way. Like I met this girl at the Circle K and I'm going back to her house. And then, right. and she wants nothing to do with him, and and it's 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 really funny. It like, really, and what it's so. I mean, some parodies. I mean, I guess this one is included, where it's like you change one word to make the parody, but the word choice of changing it to Isle. I mean, who has ever thought of Gilligan's Island as Isle? Like, you don't think of Isle, Isle when you think of Gilligan's Island, and it's just such a brilliant like twist for a parody. That... To, to be fair, the 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 end the, the end theme song of Gilligan's Island does call it Gilligan's Isle. Oh, does it? Yeah. Yeah. Yes. All right. Well, you know what? I <laughs> my my knowledge of uh, Gilligan's Island is all Weird Al songs. So <laughs> it's it's weird that you're not familiar with the with the end credit theme song of Gilligan's Island. What do you mean? <laughs> I mean, I'm just in love with the skipper. So that's all. <laughs> that's right. Yo, I was... <laughs> Yeah, yeah, I'm in love with the skipper, of course. Uh, the, the concert only song, um, you know, it just isn't really like the like I was kind of really hit on Gilligan a couple of times. You know? <laughs> yeah, uh, um, do you I, uh, do, can I just uh, yeah. here's this is one of the weird out Jeopardy questions, okay? Okay, Bef- besides Isle Thing and Cow Potato, this is the only other Al song that mentions Gilligan's Island by name. Hmm. Silence of. Uh... <laughs> All right. Well, this is the next one that I'm going to think of in the shower tomorrow. Uh... Okay. <laughs> oh, I, I think we're going to have to open that up to our listeners as well. Of course. Um, you know, yeah, you know, tweet us at you know 2000 inch. You know, Facebook at 2000 inch. Come up with that question. <laughs> I had a couple of just comments about Isle thing. It didn't make it didn't make my honorable mention list, but I did listening to it it was kind of the same thing i i would kind of listen to it but i never really took a deep listen to it for this you know segment i took a deep listen to it and i really enjoyed it a lot this is really i think this is really you know al's first rap parody i mean it was yeah. a twister but that was more of a like a cover of the of the commercial but uh this is his first rap first you know shot at a rap parody as a couple throwbacks you know to uh the original wild thing, you know, like, or, or rather to a uh, tone loke, um, music tone loke also had another song called funky cold Medina, yeah. which Al references in the lyrics. And, and, and the fact that like the mom comes in at one point, right. Right. Exactly. Yeah, Al's mom. version, which is what happens in tone loke's yeah. version as well. <laughs> version as well. It's less yeah. creepy in Al's version. <laughs> yes. Uh, we'll leave it at that. And, uh, <laughs> And kind of just to me, you know, the, you know, the, the idea of, you know, this couple, you know, spending, you know, hours upon hours on end every night, you know, just kind of watching Gilligan's Island out of everything, you know, is, is just very funny to me. 
Um, <laughs> and also, it's kind of binge watching before binge watching was a right, thing. Right, right, exactly. It's kind of like you know Netflix and chill. Well, let's uh, do Gilligan's <laughs> Island and chill. You know, um, Gil and chill. <laughs> Gil and chill. <laughs> we need to start working that into conversations. <laughs> Absolutely, I think th- I think there's a new hashtag. Right? Gil, Gil and chill. <laughs> but but also uh, the fact that you know I did watch uh, you know. As a kid, I did watch a lot of uh, Gilligan Island reruns, um, especially, you know, when I was homesick from school. You know, it's kind of what they played all day, you know. Um, <laughs> and it's the same questions that Al has had, you know, I had, too. It was like, you know, why didn't this get, why didn't they just fix that stupid boat? It had a little hole in it. Build they a lousy build raft. A, <laughs> they could build a hut. They could patch up that hole in the in the boat. I don't and they also, you know, they have radios and, and um, you know, Ginger has like this entire wardrobe, you know, which <laughs> you wouldn't bring on a three hour tour, like a three hour tour. You maybe you bring like a, a backpack and your camera, you know, yeah, and maybe, maybe some snacks for when the right. fun goes down. Exactly. Sure. You're not you're not bringing your entire, you know, Hollywood wardrobe. You know, and you're not you're not bringing. So, so it's just just the absurdity of. I know it's all for fun, but just the absurdity of of these people stranded on an island with like these luxury. You know. Yeah, there's definitely some sitcom logic going on. In there, Absolutely, so yes. I'm on board for all of it. <laughs> That's cool. All right, and uh, anything else on Ethan on your list that we haven't got to yet? No, not on my honorable mentions. And and looking through the rest of the tracks that we haven't spoken, yeah, of, there's only there's only three. Yeah, there's only three. Wow. Well, let's go through them. Um, uh, let's talk uh, Gandhi, too, since uh, Spatula City ranked so high for Jeff. Um, <laughs> kind of the other skit <laughs> from from the album. And, uh, you know, I, I think it's a great track, but it's not a Weird Al song. Uh, it's it's more of a skit, so it just doesn't rank as high for me. But I, I still agree. It. Yeah, it's fun. It's, it's funny. Uh, but, yeah. It's, yeah, enough, it's, enough, enough it's no generic blues. Yeah. <laughs> right enough and of the two skits i mean again it's hilarious it's funny i love the you know the um machine gun you know fire at the end you know and i love uh i just i just love that you know it's great in the movie but i think spatula city is a little more iconic yeah you know, yeah, the two sure. skits. yeah yeah so you can't come up with a jingle uh, i'm just here to tell you <laughs> that's right <laughs> no it, it, spatula city is great um so that leaves uh hot rocks polka an attack of the radioactive hamsters yeah. from a planet near Mars. What are your thoughts on those guys? Uh, attack of the radioactive hamsters from a planet near Mars. I mean, basically, they're from Earth, is what that means. Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I like the song. It, it almost feels like you know a made-for-TV movie that might have aired on Channel sixty-two, right. and I would watch it. Um, you know, I, I think it's. I, I like it. It's it's one of those, to me at least, one of the few. Uh, truly original alpha right right you know it's not in anyone's style and it's not a pastiche and it's just like this is an this is an al song um and i appreciate a rock song yeah and it's great Uh, i feel like you know maybe flying creatures from outer space did the sci-fi beat better um you know as far as those kinds of songs go Mm -hmm. um 
Um, I don't know. What do you guys think? Yeah, I mean, I, I kind of, I was kind of the same. But I, I, I actually would probably rank Attack of the Radioactive Hamsters from a Planet Near Mars a little higher on my list than Slime Creatures from Outer Space. But okay. let's not, get, you know, but let's not get into that. <laughs> no, now. now we're fighting. <laughs> not today. <laughs> uh, but. Uh, but yeah, no. Again, um, it's kind of it's kind of a cute little song. But you know, when you kind of really listen to it, like it's just, it's you know, doesn't really make a lot of sense. And it's I guess it's not really supposed to. <laughs> you know, it's kind of like you know, it starts out you know with uh, these hamsters that kind of show up on a doorstep. Then they get too close to the microwave, and then all of a sudden, <laughs> then later on, he's saying, "Oh well, if they came in UFOs, you know, shaped like cigars. So which was it? You know? Yeah, it's sort of like a fever dream in a way. Yeah." <laughs> And all of a sudden, at some point, they're playing electric guitars, which I'm pretty sure was in there just for the rhyme. <laughs> it, it's just the song's all over the place, and it, but it, it is a fun, it is a fun original, you know, happy, upbeat song. Yeah. This this was surprisingly, at least to me, this was the B side for the UHF single. Yeah. Yeah, that is weird. Yeah, it's only one. It's one of only four Weird Al singles where both tracks were originals, uh, and I feel like that was a that was a bold choice. On everyone's part. <laughs> yeah, I would love to know the story behind that. Uh, I, I feel like part of the story must be that like Twineball was too long to fit on a forty-five. <laughs> Fun Zone didn't have enough lyrics. Let me be your hog wasn't long enough. <laughs> yep. Well, I think they were, doing, they were doing CDs at that time, though, right? So uh, he could have fit on a CD. Oh, that's true. I guess. That's true. Yeah. Anyway. Right, so the last, yeah, the last song, the last song we have is uh, to, to talk about is the Hot Locks Polka. Yeah. Um, and this is a this is an interesting polka um, because all the songs were either written by or kind of popularized by the Rolling Stones. Mm-hmm. Yes. Um, so this is kind of like the first time Al really concentrated on one particular artist just for uh, the polka. I don't think this song has ever been performed live. I read that somewhere. Yeah. I didn't yeah. Um, so that's another interesting trivia piece about it but for me my kind of my go-to band for you know the uh wow how are they still alive you know and <laughs> the lead singer has big lips it was really aerosmith not the rolling stones so <laughs> so i appreciate it i, I so if this was the you dude looks like a lady polka exactly. you'd be all right. if, if this was the dude looks like the lady polka yes this this would be this would be way way higher on my list <laughs> I uh yeah I was never a, a a Stones fan like my older brother was and you know I think just out of spite I was not into it. <laughs> I, I wonder you know I I had heard somewhere throughout the years that, that Al had approached you two to do a uh, similar style polka mm. uh, with just their tracks and I wonder if this came first or if or if you two's polka was was on the horizon and then got nixed and, and this replaced it i'm not sure yeah i don't know i, I think al's always been a, a rolling stones fan I and mean, he's definitely you know he's he's done you know concert only type of parodies of them and, and they were the right time frame for him you know growing up as a you know teenager and in college so i i i don't know the answer to that question but i mean that is a good question i, I think he's just a, i think he's just really a big enough fan for uh, the rolling stones yeah. that he wanted to do it and they do have obviously they do have enough hits that they can we you know put together a polka of their hits. Yeah, and I also always wondered if like this this polka came about because Al just didn't have the time or resources uh, to write in and star in a movie and also track down a dozen separate <laughs> artists right to, to make a polka medley from you know the last like few years. 
Yep. Now, is this the only polka medley that includes a song that Al parodied with Shattered? Oh, yeah. Um, hmm. Possibly, yeah. I have to possibly. think about that. I, I can't think of any other. I mean, it, it may be, maybe uh, some... I, I'd have to go back and look and see what were in some of his really earlier, like, con- like concert-only polkas mm-hmm. um, that he did kind of like on the first tour or in his coffee house days, but... Uh, I feel like I feel like there was probably at least another song in there that was parodied in some way, but off the top of my head, I I, I can't think of any at the moment. Well, yeah, I mean, neither can I. Write it down just in case for the next uh, four thousand seven hundred. And... <laughs> that's that's right. You, you've got you've got your next trivia question. No. <laughs> awesome. I already have an assignment for this BB King thing. God, God, <laughs> be homework. Yeah, if you don't come back with an answer, by the way, uh, let me be your hog is number five. We're going to edit this out. <laughs> There's a lot of pressure on this suddenly. <laughs> oh, man. Well, guys, thank you so much. One more time, the top five, uh, according to Dave and Ethan's 2,000-inch Weird Al podcast and Jeff, the top five <laughs> all-time songs of UHF. Original motion picture soundtrack and other stuff. <laughs> are <laughs> the biggest ball in minnesota is number one number two is uhf number three is money for nothing beverly hillbillies fun zone is number four and generic blues is number five do you agree with that list well too bad well uh, no you uh, let us know uh head on to our social media at 2000 inch or uh head us head on to our website 2000 inch.com and let us know what are your top five what do you agree with is jeff completely wrong by convincing us to put generic blues in there do you have any information about bb king's top 10 blues songs let us know <laughs> i need help with that assignment uh jeff thank you so much for joining us it was yeah. really a pleasure to get you back on the show thank you for having me again this is eric roth the conductor from the strings attached tour and you're listening to dave and ethan's 2000 inch weird al podcast Hashtag Gil and Chill. There is our new hashtag, Ethan. <laughs> hashtag 2000 Inch. Hashtag Gil and Chill. Hashtag Dave and Ethan's 2000 Inch Weird Al Podcast. <laughs> I love Gil and Chill <laughs> so much, Dave. We've been loving Gil and Chill for so long. I'm so glad that it's finally out there. People can enjoy Gil and Chill. They can relax and, and just watch Gillian's Island. <laughs> I know what I'm doing this weekend. Gill and yeah. Chill. <laughs> Hashtag Gill and Chill. Thank you so much to Jeff. That was so much fun going through and listening back to it. I was fighting for all the picks I had all over again. <laughs> Sadly, I didn't necessarily get all my picks in, but I, I'm happy with our final uh, lineup there. I think. Yeah, I'm really happy with the final list as well. <laughs> I, I think we did a good job with along with Jeff. I think we really came up with a good list i don't see how anybody could possibly have any issues with our list i mean after you get three weird al super fans and experts to agree you kind of can't disagree with us now, if there's a chance that you possibly do disagree with us you have a different top five we missed a song that really should be on that list you really felt that let me be your hog should be on there then <laughs> let us know so we want to hear what your top five is 347-SPATULA. That's 347-772-8852. Give us a call. Let us know what your top five is. And you know what? Next week is, Dave. I'm sure you do. I do. Next week is Weird Al's 60th birthday. Can you believe he's turning 60? No, I can't. He seems like he's my age. (laughs) (laughs) I think he's still 24. Or 27. (laughs) 
That is so crazy. He is the ageless man, and we were thinking it would be really fun if while you're calling in and giving us your top five UHF songs, why don't you give us a little message for Al's birthday, and maybe we can even play it on the air. Yeah, give us a call. Let us know what you want to say to Weird Al on his birthday. So you want to say happy birthday, whatever. Give us a call, 347-SPATULA. That's 347-772-8852, and leave Al a birthday message. We'll play our favorites next week. And Al has told us he listens to the show, so you very well could hear your birthday message. So also, don't forget, you can find us on social media. We're on Twitter, we're on Facebook, and we're on Instagram. All of them are at 2000inch, and we're also online at 2000inch.com. Yes, you can check out all of our back episodes, 2000inch.com. Also, we have a Facebook group where our listeners talk about our episodes, and we have great conversations there. So join in, use the hashtag 2000inch, and hashtag Gil and Chill. For the people who are very concerned about word crimes, it's Gil with two L's. And Chill with two L's. Yes. G-I-L-L-A-N-D-C-H-I-L-L is the correct one. It's the only one that (laughs) will accept hashtags of. (laughs) (laughs) next week dave we have such an amazing guest i cannot wait for people to hear this yeah next week for al's birthday we brought in somebody who has been to many of al's birthday parties the one and only the hilarious madam judy herself judy tenuta we had so much fun talking to judy and we also talk about something very special to birthdays for al's birthday (laughs) (laughs) I won't ruin it for you. So tune in next week on episode 25 inch to check out our interview with Judy Tenuta. Hashtag Gil and Jill. Hashtag Gil and Jill. That was Dave and Ethan's 2000 inch Weird Al podcast episode 24 inch. As long as one of us is confused, it's a good podcast.